What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here, ready to talk some football with Theo Ash, the co-host of the Stay Hot podcast, as well as an NFL thought leader on TikTok. I know that sounds impossible, but I will say, if there is one person on TikTok making sense when talking NFL, it is this gentleman here. It's Theo Ash. Theo, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing great. I uh, stayed up all night. I was watching cornerbacks. I was watching Woolen and Sauce Gardner because of all the Twitter dialogue that happened a couple of days ago and all right. the defensive backs were in his spaces talking about it. So I figured I'd make a video on, on Gardner versus Woolen and I am running off zero sleep <laughs> because it ran right. right into the Tour de France starting at like 3 a.m. my time. Right. So I just stayed up and watched that. So uh, if I say anything delusional, that's uh, why. Well, no, it's good because this way I get like the unvarnished truth, right? You're just too tired to give me BS. (laughs) So it's good. It's good. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, uh, Theo does do amazing work on TikTok. I I highly recommend following him on that platform because, like I said, there's not a lot of great quality NFL content on TikTok. And I think the first time I ever reached out to you, I said, like, man, I really appreciate what you're doing there. Because, holy cow, that is a wasteland when you're talking about, like, true NFL analysis. And I'm impressed with the level of discourse you've been able to provide on such a suspect uh, platform. (laughs) I was hoping it would get better. I joined it and started doing this in 2020. And at the time, like, there wasn't really anybody serious on that platform. So it was kind of easy for me to grow a platform and be considered one of the more serious ones just because I'd like picked up the football outsiders right. almanac like once in my life that was like <laughs> articulating things. That's great. And I was right. kind of like in a mad dash before like other serious people joined the platform to like cement myself before like sure. bets would join it and dunk on me or some equivalent <laughs> to that. Right. Cause there was no one like that on, on TikTok. Yep. So nope. I was like, this is awesome. I can say things that are wrong and no one's, no one's no one call you out. Know. <laughs> right. And it's been years now and <laughs> no one's serious is, no one no one's is serious is on there. It's just, it's uh, good. I don't want to say it's just me. There's, there's a couple, but uh, I, I don't know, man. It's, well, it's, it's, it is kind of bleak. It's interesting. Cause our own Tyler Herrick has started kind of venturing down that path. Right. Because, I did say to him, like, look, it's good that well, we're on every platform at GZ TV. It's part of the gig, right? But, man, I can't mm-hmm. handle TikTok. I can't do it. So to have someone younger kind of start maybe making inroads there, like I said, you are a, a beacon on that platform. And <laughs> I will say, like, to anybody who doesn't know, uh, Theo is a Packers fan, grew up a I Packers am. fan. Uh, by guy, so I'm going to start with this, buddy. Uh, the other day, someone, the Madden ratings came out, or they have kind of <laughs> continuously been coming out, right? And uh, somebody on Twitter listed um, the wide receiver speed rankings, and you retweeted it with, uh, I'm not going to get it exactly right, but something akin to they have to point out the speed stuff because otherwise we might have to start thinking about how we're cooked. So <laughs> I have to ask you, Theo, are the Packers cooked? Is that your, is that your angle here heading into 2023? Here's the thing about my thoughts on the Packers receiving core is like I get excited about it because it's so young and it's so full of potential. And then you see it laid out and you're like, (laughs) you know, uh, there was a tweet going around a couple weeks ago. It was like, how loyal are you? And there was like quote tweets of like horrible lineups. Yes, sir. And (laughs) I saw the Packers lineup where it was like love and, and Watson and Dobbs and. 
Musgrave mm-hmm. and uh, Jaden Reed. And I was like, I'm excited about this, but this could very, very, very easily be a how loyal are you graphic in a couple <laughs> years? Just because. And I don't want to be too That's negative. Cold, I like, man. It's, I like love right. a lot. You're absolutely lo- right. Hey, you I like love a lot. Like I really, I really yeah. am optimistic about him and the, right. the growth of Watson and, and Dobbs like was a, a monster as soon as he stepped onto the training camp field last year. And, you know, it's pretty solid his rookie year and, and all that. And, and I like, like Musgrave is looks really athletic in, in training camp and you can just tell that he's an NFL athlete. And like, I, I, I like what they're building, but they're also all like under the age of 24. And there's right. probably a reason why like no other team in the history of the league has like ever attempted ever that. Even tried this, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. So you. it's, I feel you. I'm, I'm optimistic, but at the same time, it's like, I, I do kind of like to poke fun at the situation. I know that there are some, you know, fans, not just Packer fans, but every, every fan base has fans that cannot handle that. But I am, I'm not one of those people. So yes, it's, you. it'll be a right. fast group. Will it be a good group? I hope so. <laughs> it will be fast though. They, they, um, whatever they do. Hey, they're going to make mistakes at lightning speed. So that's good. They are, and hopefully they'll they learn. They'll learn from them. That, that's that's the whole hope here. What what do you think as far as talking about you know the obviously the pass catchers, but you got to throw in the offensive backfield as well. Um, when you look at Jordan Love, what he's going to have to work with, like you said, it's not like this has been done a whole lot in the history of the league. But he has sat for three years. He's not a rookie. Mm-hmm. He is a guy who at least has been in an NFL program for several years prior to being given the reins, what do you expect production-wise? Like, we all sit here hoping for the best, and we all obviously want him to improve throughout the season. I think that's a given, right? But what do you think realistic expectations are for his production? I think the numbers I've thrown out in the past are, like, 3,800 yards, like, 23 touchdowns, 11 picks i think like if it's more than that i'd be happy if it's less than that i'd be concerned i think those are kind of my over unders you know four thousand yards would be nice and 30 touchdowns would be nice and these are all the numbers that we've come to expect man i, I will as go packers fans if but, he throws 30 touchdowns this year i'll tell you that yeah right yeah that would be crazy <laughs> but it's like you know you gotta the bears have never had a quarterback that has thrown four thousand yards ever and that's you know a kind of a shot at the bears, but it's also, you know, it's hard to do. It's, it's hard to it's do. Almost it's almost like no they're guarantee. trying. It's like it's, they're, it's, they're actively trying to be bad at quarterback. So I think I, I want to be somewhat reserved. I think that's a perfectly acceptable season for, for a first year. And, and then like the next year, maybe you can start projecting the, the 30 touchdown numbers, but right. yeah, something, something hovering around that ballpark. And I think the offense probably takes a small step back from where it was last year. But where it was last year is not quite as bad as I think we think it was. I hear what you're saying. It was was around borderline top 10 in a lot of metrics. Yards per drive, points per drive, offensive DVOA. I don't think it was below They just died in the red zone. They died in the red zone. That was, I mean, if they score touchdowns rather than kick field goals or turn it over, they're probably like one of the top offenses in the league. Mm -hmm. So point blank. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be a bit lower than that just because, you know, say what you want about how Rogers played last year. It was not a banner year for him by any stretch of the imagination, but there's something just about him, you know, 
checking out of running plays consistently. Like those are the things veteran quarterbacks give you and the accountability. Like he knows every single mental mistake that the wide receivers are making. And he knows exactly like how the offense is supposed to run and how to be an NFL quarterback. And, and all these little details that is apparent when you're watching uh, Aaron Rodgers offense versus, uh, you know, insert really any young quarterback offense. So just with stuff like that, like I, I do think that they're going to regress a little bit in the first year with with love and and everything. But like I said, they were they were a kind of a borderline top 10 unit last year. So if they regress a little bit, I'm, I'm hoping some for something maybe in like the, the 15 to 20 range. Um, because I really do think love has a chance to be good right away. I think the chiefs game was more impressive than people think. Totally. And the Eagles game was not really special. Maybe people think it is. I think it's special in the sense that he really showed command of the offense. And Mm -hmm. that's where you get excited as a fan, right? Like the idea that it was definitely going in that environment, down two scores, and basically keeping them in the game. Had a chance to really kind of pull ahead at one point. Like, that's impressive stuff. for to me. So for me, that's what gets me excited as a fan. Yeah, and, and I think the anticipation that he throws with and the building off of what he showed in the Chiefs game. Because right. in the Chiefs game, he wasn't holding the ball. He wasn't Zach Wilsoning it. He wasn't right. running around the backfield and, like, I have no idea what to do. There's pressure. What he was doing was hitting the top of his drop. He was under immense pressure because probably wasn't setting the projections correctly because he had like three days of notice and it was arrowhead and it's loud and it's Brent Venables blitzing more than he's ever blitzed. You know, like it's, it's a tough environment and they were leaving Devontae Adams single covered and he was hitting the top of his drop and he was gunning it to to Devontae Adams. Not a bad idea. I understand what he's doing. There are some young quarterbacks who get thrown into situations and I'm like, I, I don't know what they're thinking. And uh, with with Love, it was like, okay, I see the vision. He's trying to bomb it to Devontae one-on-one, and it's just – it's hard. It's hard when you're under pressure. There weren't a lot of underneath routes. Like, it was always Devontae on a go for some reason. Right. It was never like Devontae a on a deep drag. Out. Right, exactly. right, right. So it was, right. it was very, very high difficulty throws. And he was at least, I think, like trying to get the ball to the right place, which is, you know, the best receiver in the world, the one-on-one. So, like, I I understood that. And then he right. came in at the end in the Lions game. And that was kind of an up-and-down performance. But there were some real moments of hitting the top of his drop, getting the ball out like that before the wide receiver breaks in a closing window. Like, there were real big-time anticipatory throws like that. Yes, and then you get to, so it's like, okay, that first year he wasn't quite ready. He was thrown yeah. in and right. he was doing, he wasn't holding the ball a long time. He was getting the ball out in like Tua type of range instead of like Justin Fields type of range. He, right. he wasn't uh, like, he can create out of structure, but that's not what he was relying on. He was, he was operating. The that's offense a really the way good observation. Meant. Yes. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Yes. And so that's, that's the set the stage. It's like, he, he wants to be good in structure. He is getting rid of the ball quickly. It's just not all like the situation is weird. He's inexperienced. He's kind of getting thrown in. Then in the Eagles game, he's doing the same things. He's hitting the top of his drop, instantly getting the ball out. But there was none of the bad stuff. It was just all the anticip- It was a couple anticipatory right. throws. It was quick decisions. It was confident decisions. So I think even though we've only seen him kind of in these bubbling spurts, like, 
in the preseason and in these short little stints, these just drives even, mm. you can kind of detect growth and you can kind of detect the type of player that he is. And I like the type of player that he is. So I'm hoping that those glimpses are legit. Right. I think they can be legit. I don't think it's something you can fake. And I think that I I think that he's going to surprise a lot of people. I I really am optimistic about that, even though I I joke about it, the, right. the core ending up on a how loyal are you <laughs> banner. It's just so young. It's just so young, and we're basing it off is, sample sizes that is. are so small. But there but there really are some promising samples. Well, what's interesting too, you talk about you know a young quarterback and he is developing. One way they can hopefully take a little pressure off the young man is by running the football. And mm-hmm. I know right now the value of running backs is the hot topic around the NFL. I'd love to get your take on what's interesting to me. And we talked about this a little bit before we went you know, started recording here. It's always one thing to have the conversation theoretically on the outside, as we tend to do on Twitter and on the internet, what have you. Mm-hmm. It's a whole, it really ramps up though. When the gentlemen in question start chiming in, whether it's Aaron Jones, whether it's any of these backs, Saquon Barkley, who are reaching a point in their careers where, okay, I have produced and I want to get paid, and the NFL sees that position as like, yeah, and we're going to find someone else who can produce that we don't have to pay. Well, mm-hmm. Where do you fall as far as the idea of, quote-unquote, devaluing running backs in the way they can somewhat be interchangeable? I think that there is definitely something to the running backs don't matter stuff i think that i used to be really into it when i was a couple years ago i made a video on it on youtube it has like two hundred fifty thousand views or something crazy and i'm like now i kind of regret it because i don't totally there forever (laughs) i guess i could i don't remember my old login and password but it's up it's there so like there are plenty of examples cj anderson years ago coming in and replacing todd Gurley in the playoffs obviously Levion holding out didn't work Melvin Gordon holding out didn't work, but there are running backs on second contracts now that are good. I think that no one's getting fired over giving Aaron Jones the second contract. And I I think they did something smart by bringing in AJ Dillon. Maybe it shouldn't have happened in the second round, but I, I always think about Aaron Jones versus Christian McCaffrey's careers and how Christian McCaffrey spent years of his career with Reggie Bonifin as his number two. And Reggie Bonifin was getting 16 carries the entire season, Aaron. Right. It's yep. so like and all McCaffrey this. Has spread, how much time? Right? Yes. He's, oh, he's constantly right. been hurt. Right? right. He has last year was his first healthy season, but like last year he was giving you really good play on his second contract. And if Christian McCaffrey was up for a deal right now, I guarantee you the 49ers would pay it right now. Sure. Because he's the type of running back that I think works in the modern era, someone who can receive, someone who can, you know, pass block, someone who is also a good runner. I think like those are the types that you probably still have have value more than maybe a Derrick Henry right now, who is like under center, you know, the entire offense runs through him. You know, it's like a non-shooting big man in basketball. There's just not much of a market for that type of player. But there's still a market for big men. You know, it's just they got to change a little bit. 
And that's kind of where I'm at. And honestly, I think that Saquon and Josh Jacobs can be the type of running backs that is good for the modern era. And honestly, I think that these GMs are making a mistake, not paying them because like, if you're the Raiders, like what, why not lean on Josh Jacobs for the next couple of, like, what else do you have? Exactly. Going? I guess you have Devonte there, but like, is the passing attack with Jimmy G? I was and, just going to say, but you've done, you nothing know, at quarterback. So, right. Right. It's like, Ride you're probably your going to, give you some consistency if like with Josh Jacobs on the ground. And I think like operating in good faith if you're an organization is also important. You know, they declined his fifth year option. He played in the hall of fame game for several drives and was like running angry because they were like, we're going to make you prove it. And he did prove he He led the league in everything. And then they didn't give him a long-term deal. And it's like, well, now you've pissed off Max Crosby, guaranteed, because he was in the car with Josh Jacobs when they didn't sign him. And he's, right. there's your offensive player of the year and your defensive player of the year are both like, this <laughs> GM is like right. unfair, dude. Like, that's stupid. Right. Like, it's not right. a good way to manage people. And that's what that's general interesting you bring that up. Is. I'm going to be talking about that on my daily chat today. That is exactly kind of the angle I, I want to take on this because it is, it's so funny how often we hear it's a relationship business, right? until it's time to make these decisions on the salary cap and the puzzle pieces fitting together. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we have to be dispassionate. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, you don't have to be, you can choose to be, but there's no requirement. And I understand like the idea of constructing your roster in the ultimate way, the most efficient, effective way. And you want to win football games. That is the underlying thing here. I understand that. I don't dismiss it, but these aren't numbers. They are people and, they, and the they most do work together. And the most efficient way to build the Raiders is not throwing it all over the yard. You have Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. You don't Thank have you. Josh Allen. A lot nope. of these analytics is like, oh, pass it a million times. It's right. like, yes. With if you have Joe Burrow, you know, Thank if you, you have Joe Burrow, if you have Josh yes, Allen, if exactly. you have Justin Oh, do you have Herbert. a generational talent at quarterback? By all means, throw it around yeah, the yard. Yeah, Yes. You know, if you have if you're the Chiefs and you have Mahomes, like yeah, Pacheco in the seventh round, like absolutely, That'll work. Like, there's no reason to bring in a, a Derrick Henry if you're right. if you're the Chiefs or if you're the Bengals or if you're the Bills, really. Yep. But I mean, this was something I was thinking about the other day. Like, if I was the Colts right now and I had Anthony Richardson and I don't want to have a high volume <laughs> passing attack right away because he's the least experienced franchise quarterback ever. Like right now might be a good time to sign Jonathan Taylor because you can lean on that, be a consistent team. You can stay ahead of schedule because he's a really good running back and be a better offense because of him. Totally agree. Well, Richardson, you know, is developing. And then once Richardson hits the point where he's Jalen Hurts, hopefully, and he's ready to carry an offense, then, you know, that might be two, three years from now. And then transition out. Right. Right. So like right now, I think it would be a good time to sign a guy like Jonathan Taylor. And again, like second contract running backs don't always turn out poorly. Like Derrick Henry's on his second contract. He's been amazing these past couple of years. Nick Chubb has been amazing. Aaron Jones has been amazing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was just amazing. These are all guys on second contracts. Jonathan Taylor's 24. Saquon's 25 or 24. And Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs is 25. These guys will probably be good until they're like 27, realistically. You know, you can sign them for two, three years and probably like get good play out of these guys. I get that there's been some disaster classes like Todd Gurley with his degenerative knee problem and Le'Veon Bell after sitting out an entire Entire football season. season. (laughs) Right. Right. But I, I, I think like signing these guys now 
it's just not as bad of an idea as some people make it out to be and like the track record of success isn't as bad as as many make it out to be and i hit it like they are more replaceable than the average position but if you're the giants did your football team get get better today because you freed up enough money to sign absolutely nobody that's by the going other thing from like, 11 million why to is it million. thank you thank you thank you this is the thing that always drives me nuts it's like well we've got to save cap space okay fine but to what end? Like to extend your own, to sign free agents? Like what difference maker is coming in here late in the for day in the process you for a couple million dollars? Saquon and everyone would have exactly. been happy. Like the the organization. Thank like you. there are players in the Giants locker room right now who are like, that's messed up that they didn't sign Saquon, right? right? Like this GM, you know, he doesn't have everybody's best interests in mind, you know. Like it's and maybe it doesn't matter at all. Like who knows? But that's like it. I. I feel like that's, that's what they're thinking. Funny. I think right. that's a pretty safe bet. And yep. whether they act on that or not, it's just not what I would want my players to be thinking if I was the GM. And again, you like you saved a couple million bucks. You can sign whoever, I don't know, like any, some like, rotational defensive some, tackle. Thank you. you. Know? Like, like you're going to bring not... in Shelby Harris late in the day, and that's going to be the difference between you making the playoffs or not. Or getting yeah. to a Super Bowl or not? No, of like course Shelby it isn't. Harris, of course it isn't. I love Shelby Harris. I want the Packers to sign him. But yes. I also know that's not the difference between contending and missing the yeah. playoffs. And you can do both. Like, there's ways. I know that sure. like, the cap is real. Um, very but real. That's Ask the Saints. Uh, it's very you can real. Do, you can do both of those things. You can totally sign agree. Shelby Harris and Saquon Barkley. Like, okay. I, I just exactly. don't think – They're not asking for 20 five million dollars a year man like you could sign jonathan taylor for Corey davis money right now it's like i would totally do that if i was the cold so i i i think like i get it i really do get it i think that they compared to wide receivers and compared to offensive linemen and compared to edge rushers like yeah running backs aren't a premium position but i don't know when you get (laughs) when you start (laughs) putting the pieces in place for like the league to strike. It's like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just shell over the extra $2 million and just get a pro running I back on you. my team. Hey, I, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm down yeah, with that. I, I don't I'm know. Down with I, that. I just don't think that that is making or breaking anyone's team. I guess maybe either direction, but it's just a big mess. It is a big mess. Avoided. Hey, speaking of it's, big not, it's not like these GMs of the Raiders, like what has the GM of the Raiders done? Like signed Jimmy Garoppolo with, uh, you know, with a broken foot and he hasn't passed his physical yet. I mean, he may not even be the starter. He might not even be the team. starter. That's kind of right. crazy if you think. Of, I mean, once you think, about it, it's it's totally nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's totally like they could be rolling in with Aiden O'Connell week one. Like this is the GM that's Let's making go. the Josh Ult- Jacobs. Ult- and what is Joe and the Ultimate Giants chaos. GM? What is what has he done? He, Evan Neal was a huge bust. Kayvon Thibodeau is fine, but the rest of that draft didn't necessarily pan out. And then he assigned, he signed Daniel Jones to a very controversial contract extension. It's like, yeah, we have no proof that like good GMs are making these decisions. Right. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, but you know, I've, I don't want to belabor the point because I know everyone's talking about it online. I did want to ask you about it, and I love your perspective on it. Um, one last thing before I let you go. I want to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball for the Packers. When you're looking at Joe Barry sticking around as a Packers fan, take off your your you know analyst hat for a second. And as a Packers fan, 
Are you confident that Joe Barry can get it done, or are you really worried about the Packers defense in 2023? I'm really worried about the Packers defense, mostly because the safeties, like if the safeties make a mistake, a touchdown gets scored on you. Usually. And we have the worst safeties, just like we did last year. So really, and we they still have Joe Barry. And like, I don't know, man. It's like his whole thing is like light boxes, you know, prevent the big play, right. let him let them grind on the, with the running game. And, you know, I'd rather beat us rather than beat us like that than beat us through the air. And what ended up happening last year was we were the worst run defense in the league <laughs> and we weren't even protecting the big play because the safeties were so bad. And now, I mean, Van Nesk is powerful he can collapse the pocket, you know, maybe he follows the same development track as Rashawn Gary. I think that that's what they're hoping for. And I think that's probably internally the comp that they gave him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that would be cool, but I don't know if that necessarily moves the needle for me when the defense was just so underwhelming last year. And the two, I think biggest problems, which was the, Defensive play calling and Joe Barry's never been a good defensive play. Co- like, correct. <laughs> it's not like he was awesome before this and like this was just a down year with bad talent. No, right. he he sucks. Uh, his uh, defenses has always been horrible, right? So, um, no, That's I'm not very record. confident in the defense. I'm I'm more confident in, in, in the totally Lundin inexperienced defense. offense with a first time starter at quarterback, which is yes, yes, saying I, something. I always go back and forth on the Packers. I some days I think they're gonna suck, and some days I think they're gonna be okay. And um, that means you're a real Packers fan. That's good. That's good. That's, if I articulate honest. it too much, I right. find myself being like, "But they're gonna be okay, even though, <laughs> <laughs> even though all these things, even though all these things all may these suggest that they're uh, that they won't be." But you know, they do have some superstars. Like Jair's a superstar, and Big and time. Gary was number one in the league and pressure rate on third and longs last year and was a total beast. And Kenny Clark was really good. And Quay Walker played really well in the second half of last season. And Agreed. who knows, who knows what'll happen. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, with some better health with Stokes and, and Gary being healthy for yeah. the whole year would be so big. Um, I, I think they can have better results than last year. Just if Gary is healthy, right. but uh, do I think this will be a top defense? Like, no, I do. I think you're uh, you're not alone in that assessment, sir. Um, Theo, I really cannot thank you enough for uh, taking the time. Make sure you check him out. He's on all the socials. Uh, he, he's got his podcast. He's got his TikTok. He, he's everywhere you're consuming NFL content. Theo Ash, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Thank you for having me.